0: What's going on? My name is Anthony Ricciardi and welcome to Morning Ritual. Yo, what's going on? Hope everybody's doing super, super, super well. I have a very special guest today on Morning Ritual. Mark Anthony, what's up, man? How's it going, man? Excellent, excellent. So we just sat down. We were just starting to get to know each other. And I decided, let me just turn on the mics we all get to know each other at the same time, nice and live here in the studio. Yes, sir. So the quick, and I'm going to let Mark Anthony run into his story and everything about him, but the quick is um, we met through a mutual friend. He is an incredible comedian, and he was about to dig into telling me about comedy for the last eight years and what it's uh, what it's been like. So yeah. tell me a little bit of the, the quick origin story um, for people that may not know you, sure. and um, and then we'll we'll run from there.
1: Awesome. You're really good at this. <laughs> like, you jumped right into that <laughs> this, with, like, this, so professional. I was like, I feel like I'm on a radio show. This is <laughs> great. Well, I guess it is, right? That's what podcasts are now. That's the goal. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a little short version, I guess, is uh, started comedy, I'd say, about, like, eight, nine years ago. Went to that Humber comedy program. Not sure if you know it exists. Cool. But, yeah, they wow. kind of, like, they teach you every – angle of comedy, like improv, acting, uh, every way you can do comedy, pretty much, and writing and all that, Uh, and then as soon as I did stand-up, I was like, this is it, you know what I mean, I, like, I found it, I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life, did comedy, Um, and from there, just been doing road work and comedy across the country, a little bit in the U.S., U.K., you know, trying to, you know, you're building your own fan base is, like, the plan, you know, so from there, opened up my own company called uh, Funny Man Inc., little roster of comics and we try and you know book shows for independent comedians where there are no shows you know so yeah wow yeah
0: that's that's incredible and yeah, no I, know. I did not know humber had a, a program yeah it's crazy
1: not so a lot of people know
0: is it, is it mainly acting based or it's actually com- it's actually called comedy like yeah that's it's called
1: the comedy writing and performance wow it's crazy yeah that's amazing i know right so, so early
0: on like yeah. it, let, let's we'll take it back in a little step so a little sure. bit about this podcast is I try to dig into it's a it's a very creative entrepreneurial based podcast and I try to find you know incredible people like yourself that have how they creatively found a way to make it work in their industry right like I've had everyone from finance people on to you know our friend Logan to different people that have done not necessarily do a creative like you're not an artist per right. se but you've done something creative to make you stand out so that's my goal mm-hmm. so i want to take one step back and and acknowledge like growing up you were always funny when did you notice that you know this is something that you wanted to do it's sort of you probably had similar conversations that i had growing up it's like you want to be an artist are you joking mm-hmm. like it doesn't seem like a realistic career it sounds like more of a hobby right um that's just from the forefront of it mm-hmm. so how was that growing up for you like you always know you want to do comedy
1: No. Like, I always enjoyed being funny and being the class clown and all that kind of stuff. And, like, growing up in the neighborhood that I grew up with, it was, like, a little... Where'd you grow up? Richmond Hill. Cool. But it was, like, a cul-de-sac kind of deal. So, like, everybody in the court was like from different places so like we would all be doing big barbecues and meetups and I'd be imitating everybody and they always thought it was hilarious which now people view as racist but whatever you know what I mean right Um, and I would have for example my my neighbor at the time was my family doctor I have a joke about it now but um, he would have me impersonate his relatives that came from Pakistan and like he would put a turban on my head and be like, let's call my relatives. And like, you know, he was 67 years old, just yeah. laughing. He's like, you're so good at this. You got to keep doing this. So like I always would just do things that made people laugh and enjoyed getting that reaction from people. Crazy. Yeah. So that kind of translated through to school and elementary school, high school, where I would always just kind of be coasting work wise and just being the class clown. I kind of really liked that, yep. you know, domain. Dynamic, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. So uh, what actually got me into comedy was, Once I started, once I left high school, because high school is like, you're still kind of doing what your parents want you to do, you know? And I I took all these like crazy science courses and math courses. I'm like, this isn't, I don't care about any of this. None of it matters, yeah. Yeah, none of it matters. And um, I went to Seneca, York. They had like a joint program to go to university. And I was hating it, and my buddy came, uh, came back from school one day, and he called me. He's like, yo, I saw this ad for this Humber program. He's like, I see you going to Second City. like, Because I would go to Second City just to watch shows. Yeah, and, learn. Yeah. yeah, and learn. I, I kind of was researching uh, how Mike Myers did it and some of my idols and, and stuff like that. And then from there, he was just like, there's this program. A lot of the teachers from Second City teach there check it out. I auditioned, got in. And then at that point I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was just like, well, I've just been doing this funny stuff all the time. Maybe there's a way to kind of harness it in a specific direction. And then Humber just, they force you to do stand up, which I would have never done. Like for me, I was like,
0: it's mentally trick, right? It's a little bit, yeah. Hurdle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I would have never thought that I would ever do stand up. That was never something I even wanted to do or thought of. It was always sketch or acting or uh, kind of being like you know chris farley and yep. sandler and jim carrey things like that um, but when they force you to do stand-up in front of an, a real audience as like a school project as soon as i did i got off stage i was like that is unbelievable that's, that's awesome yeah i was like this is the best thing you know when you're like you're always looking for that one thing to kind of hit you yeah, 100%. yeah for that click moment you're like this is it i found it and kind of from great. there i was just like well i'm gonna be doing this forever let's try to figure out it's how so it works.
0: funny to hear that like Schooling or a program brought that out of you because you, we usually hear the opposite. Yeah. We usually hear the first part of your story, which is I yeah. went to school, I didn't like it. I love to have this other thing. So it's so yeah. it's refreshing to hear that like you yeah. were able to find a passion and love from something that you were you know schooling. Which we you know yeah. we have this this different look at schooling. Everyone has different oh, opinions absolutely. on schooling, mm-hmm. but it seems like when you know you like something because it's it was a second time around. Yeah, going to school. You know you like something. Honing in on that thing is is extremely important. Yeah. So that, no, that's, that's amazing. And then what was it like, what was the, so now I want to go into the little, how did you creatively look at it when you were, so now you graduate Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're in the real world and now you may have met some people along the way, you may have got some connections, but what approach did you take? You mentioned early on, I think it was, it was off mic, but you mentioned like, I'm just, I just reach out to people. I'm like, you know, I'm constantly on like cold call, cold email, which is so, so important. Mm But. What was that approach like? Were you? I understand with the cold calling, cold emailing, but like, were you doing it from a relative context that you have, or like, you did? Were you just just literally cold calling comedy clubs? Like how, well, how does that approach look like?
1: From as soon as I left Humber, like, they give you a lot of contacts and a lot Amazing. of people you graduate with. Just like kind of now, you're all just in the scene, right? Yep. So they they always tell you to try and produce a show and you know have something to offer comedians that are already in the game to kind of come to your stuff then you can show them you're funny they put on you on their show and like you kind of start navigating through the open mic scene and the Toronto scene right so that was happening and I started to notice that there wasn't much going on it's like there's tons and tons of comedians but not enough places to work got it and not enough places to actually work on your craft and you'll be waiting there till god knows when to get your spot and if anybody better than you or Uh, has more notoriety and you pops in you're 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 bumped you know so um, I kind of took that and was like okay we need to produce more there's got to be a lot more producing going on so Mm -hmm. that's when I opened the company just so I had a little bit of a a label thing of course um, some branding to it and started producing shows in Richmond Hill some in Toronto and just Richmond Hill so that my own little family of and friends could come out and see what I'm doing and stuff you need the base support exactly right And I've got, like, an incredible amount of base support from friends and family from the get-go, which was great. Yep. Uh, Started doing theater shows and things like that. And then in Toronto, started doing little monthlies and weeklies just to kind of build it up. Because no one one would put put you on. They're like, well, you're new. You're all right. But we're just not going to put you on. So it's just like when you had someone to be like, well, I'll put you on and I'll pay you. So can you put me on? And it was sort of like a bargaining chip. Yep. You know? It
0: it has a a percentage better opportunity, better of chance of yeah. happening. Right. Yeah. That's, it's just, that's what this comes down to. And a lot of especially young entrepreneurs that I speak to may not even take that approach because it's like, ah, they might not come back around, but you can't think like that yeah. because what it sounds like, and I know it's it's true for me is like, we actually enjoy doing this. Oh, for and sure. when you in truly enjoy something, yeah. it's, it's a lot easier to, to take the no. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this anyway, whether I'm getting yeah. paid or not, whether I'm, I'm going to get the, you know, it's going to come back around to help me or yeah. not. I'm still down.
1: Of course, which I yeah. think is
0: was is, is extremely extremely important. Yeah,
1: well, it's kind of like high school, right? Where you're like they always say, "Don't burn bridges," right? Because mm-hmm. you never know how it's gonna yeah. roll back around. So the same with comedy, where it's like you you're constantly trying to help everybody out. So then when it comes where you need their help, you can be like, "Well, come on," you know what I mean? Like I helped you. Helped What's you? going on? You know?
0: Yeah, and the, the even better step to that is that, that is the way it'll be in your brain. If it mm-hmm. if they never come back around, it's okay. You win. Exactly. You know you did everything in your power to do do yep. the right by that person. Yep. If it doesn't come back around in the way that we envisioned it, it's okay. Yeah. We still we still have fun. It's
1: so funny. I actually I had an argument with somebody about that like a week ago because they approached me for like the ninetieth time, being like, Hey, can I get back on your thing? I'm like, Man, you produce just as much as me. Yeah. And you never throw me the bone back. I'm yeah. like, so I,
0: it's tough. Yeah. yeah. I'm
1: like, I gotta go look for other people, man. You know what I mean? No hard feelings, but 100. unless you reciprocate it after a while, like what are we doing? You know? Yeah. So, so I want to talk, um,
0: this podcast, the way I have structured it, they're a little mm-hmm. bit shorter format. So what I want to, um, I want to do is we're gonna. I know I'm going to have you back in next week, uh, for another podcast. So mm-hmm. I want to leave one, one bit, The what I want people to run away with is, How the cold calling, because I know that it's something that I feel every entrepreneur has to go through. What creatively have you done to make yourself stand apart? Like how, what have you done differently besides just like, hey, this is me. This is what I do. Hire me or let me play. Have you taken any creative approaches in your cold calls?
1: That is a great question. That I wish you gave me a couple of weeks to think about. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a tough one. It's not. No, it's, it's not a easy. tough question. It's
0: just like, but the answer could be no. I just stay consistent. Like, well, uh, I, there doesn't have to be some some crazy answers. Just, I want to know what you do.
1: This this tactical? Yeah. For me, I felt the best approach because I was cold calling for years. You're always selling yourself. Right. And if you're not comfortable selling yourself, you're just not going to win, you know? So what I was doing at the beginning was just selling me as a comedian. Right. Yeah. So it looks worse. And I found that people didn't want to book you as often if they're, If it's you selling you. Yes. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, well, you're clearly not big enough to have a manager or whatever. So what I did from the brand point of view is I started selling the credits of all the comedians on the roster, if you will. So I was just like, and then I would build tours around it and build the credits of the guys on the tour or any of the comedians on the tour and be like, this is coming through your area. This is what's going on. This is who we are. This is what we can do. Or I would have somebody else pitch me. So it's like, I'll pitch you, you pitch me. That way we look like we're part of something bigger and greater. I'm your manager, you're mine kind of thing. And that way they they do feel like the product is going to be good because the product is good, but they just, you know, people have things in their head that of make course, them it's think optics. it's worse. Yeah. They
0: need they need to understand the optic that the, what they're investing in or what they're going to put in their platform has, yeah. like, you know, has some structure behind it. Exactly. Yeah. Very interesting. So, yeah. yeah no, it's in it. And that is not the the ca- the old saying of, you know, fake it till you make it. It's actually, yeah. you actually are doing something. Yeah. You just need to position it differently to visually for the other Absolutely, person. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah.
1: Sometimes you got to walk them through it to be like, this will work. Trust me. Trust. Yeah. And then you have to show them every angle. And sometimes how it's, it's easier work.
0: to hear, trust me when it's coming from a third-party person not the actual guest not the actual talent
1: and that's the worst moment when they're like well who's coming and you're like i am yeah yeah, yeah. i'll be there and they're like well you do both and you're like i i mean yeah i do you know what i mean i have no choice you know so there's that that kind of they get a little like i don't want to i don't want you guys part of this because clearly you're not that big you know yeah so trying to grow a business uh and then growing yourself as a comic at the same time it causes uh you got to be a little bit more strategic yeah yeah.
0: sweet I love it man thank yeah you thanks so bro. I much it. thank, thank you, you. you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of morning ritual we will see you soon thank you and that was my morning ritual I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in my name is Anthony Ricciardi. I look forward to seeing you soon.